Welcome to the Circles Podcast. This is a place where I interview different coaches of their dreams, their struggles, as well as their transformation as they journey on to become great coaches. I hope you walk away encouraged, knowing that even though we're in different circles, we are all in the same circle of growth and transformation. Hello, Geraldine. Welcome back. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me back. Last week, we just dived into your dream about hula and how hula actually can allow one to express diversity. I know that you work a lot with diversity and inclusion at the National Lab that you are in. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your take towards diversity and inclusion from your perspective as a coach, a hula instructor, as well as a HR recruiter? Diversity and inclusion has been huge, I think, in our world these days, Um, especially around everything that uh, we've been facing, right, when it comes to uh, the pandemic and Black Lives Matter. just a whole new world I think we're facing. Um, And so diversity inclusion is truly important now more than ever uh, because people are starting to really open their eyes and ask themselves, what does it mean to really have uh, a diverse world and an inclusive society, right? So when I think of hula in relation to diversity and inclusion, you know, my my perception is well hula is a form of dance that came from a, a the Hawaiian culture mm-hmm. and has been known um to be a sacred ritual you know, in history, in order to dance hula, you have to be Hawaiian or have been taught by a native Hawaiian. Um, And I think, yeah, and I think there has been uh, evolvement from the way that it used to be uh, till now. But not everyone has embraced that. And so Mm. even as simple as something as hula dance, people need to open up their eyes and and be open to dancing this form of dance. And they can't think, oh, it's only a certain um, culture that can dance that. Um, you You don't need to have blessings from, you know, a native Hawaiian teacher in order to dance the hula. And also, when it comes to the uh, inclusive part of hula, um, I think any anybody, any body, right? Literally, any type of body can dance the hula. You don't have to have a certain physique or form or weight or look um, or color of your skin to dance the hula. 
Mm, I love how you use hula to really express this immense richness of diversity that we can have. I'm curious, you know, just how would you extend this perspective of inclusion that everyone comes to the uh, discipline or to a dance that was once so exclusive to other people who are not from Hawaii. How do you extend this form of inclusiveness to what we're seeing in a society now? You know, the Black Lives Movement, uh, the diversity of minorities in the society. How do you interpret that? From the lens of hula comes that healing aspect, right? It's it's being able to access a part of oneself to create movement. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is we learn the basic steps of hula, right? There's always fundamentals to any form of exercise, dance, sport, whatever, right? But there is always an individualistic way of expressing movement. And I think that's where Hula teaches us um, that there are different ways to express yourself. Mm. Um, you know, we're, as I mentioned in our last conversation, uh, Hula is a form of telling a story. And so. Um, we could be dancing to a song that's telling a story, um, but maybe there are many different ways to tell that story, right? You can mm-hmm. take, for example, or maybe love. even even the way I interpret that song will be unique. Exactly, based on yeah. my background, you know, my understanding of that song, my approach to music. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Our hands. Hula is a lot of hand movement, right? And so there's many ways to um, interpret uh, a thing, a, a lyric, um, you know, a meaning with your hands in different ways, right? Um, right. But the fundamentals, say your your feet movement, you know, is is basically the same across the board, but everyone can have different hand movements. That is so interesting. What I hear is there are basic ground rules, but yet there is so much diversity and richness from individual that they can find expression in themselves. Um, I want to ask, Geraldine, that you as a minority, you're Asian, you're a woman, and how do you interpret or what do you need for you to participate in promoting diversity and inclusion? Oh, it teaches me to be brave, right? I I have to be brave enough to, to step outside of my own self-identity and mm-hmm. say, I include myself oh, wow. to be mm-hmm. part of of this new, um, new culture that I'm, I'm, you know, 
sharing with others, right? I'm of Filipino descent, so I am Asian American, mm-hmm. um, but I am not Hawaiian. And so, you know, that right there can feel a little bit um, scary for me, right? Because right. I, I know that I, I could still be um, offending or stepping in territory that one in the Hawaiian culture may not approve of. But my intent is not to bring disgrace or um, at all, you know, break any boundaries of the the traditional type of hula. I just want to take what was traditional and bring about a new form of it that can be shared with any race. And it's it, it'll be okay, right? Because it's a new form of hula. Wow, I totally hear courage is required in the whole endeavor because you're taking some form of tradition, injecting new elements into it, and just creating a new level of experience just with you perceive hula to be. Exactly, mm. exactly. Mm. And it also expanding beyond just the art of dance. Right, mm. because because aloha spirit comes into this, right? There's it's a way of living in the Hawaiian culture. So why can't everyone know or experience what that means to live aloha? And that's where the coaching piece comes in. Now I'm interested. Because this is such a new thing, not only that you're taking hula and opening up to all types of people, but you're also adding coaching onto it. Do you perceive any possible challenges or any people coming to you with resistance and say that, well, I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's possible. Because, you know, we are used to going, doing life in a certain track and sometimes for us to break off in that track is very difficult. So I can imagine that people come and framed with the tradition hula, tradition concept of what coaching is, and produce some sort of resistance to what you are doing. Do you, what do you foresee is going to happen? I'll be honest in saying I haven't incurred any resistance yet, only because... I haven't had enough people want to try it out. The mm. few people that I've had um, experiment with this idea of doing hula and also um, incorporating coaching into it, they don't know that they're being coached, right? They don't know that um, they're doing something that may seem out of the ordinary. They're just getting up and moving their bodies. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of this is you can't think it's just hula dance where you have to get yourself into a grass skirt or, you know, you have to be um, performing for uh, an audience. It's not about that. It's about mm. um, 
just playing around with the body and getting out of your comfort zone and um, doing something that you never knew you could do. Mm, and that relates back to the courage and our unique expressions of ourselves in a whole realm of diversity, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I'm also very excited about your plan to explore hula and coaching together. Have people come and dance hula, explore their own unique expressions, and be able to explore themselves with questions while they're doing that. And I'm curious, where do you see yourself in one year as you carry out this plan? I have to answer you, which I do. (laughs) Where do I see myself next year, a year from now? I see myself teaching not only the few people that I've already taught or introduced this concept of hula to, uh, but I see myself expanding my coaching and hula school to, gosh, it sounds scary to me, but I want to say hundreds of people right? Mm. That, that alone seems scary. I mean, like some people might say, what, hundreds? That's nothing for, you know, uh, um, a YouTube instructor. Mm-hmm. Or, With people from yeah. all walks of life, all ethnicity, you know, all yes. sizes and all shape, including people might, like me who are clumsy, who have difficulty coordinating hands and feet. I'm sure you're including all of us, right? Including everyone, including males. I'm being inclusive of males too, not females, you know, only, right? Males can do the hula. Anyone can do the hula. Every gender, identity, anyone can do the hula. That sounds fantastic. That sounds like a plan, Jaren. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what's going to happen next year. I really look forward to seeing people being transformed by hula dancing and also coaching, incorporating into it. Now, I know with the current COVID situation, there's a lot of things uh, that you need to navigate through the landscape. So maybe next episode, we can really explore what are some possible hurdles that you need to overcome in order to make this happen sounds like a good idea mm-hmm. yeah for mm-hmm. sure challenges in our landscape now is inevitable and mm. i think um you know it's going to take a lot of creativity to think through and you have plenty of that I, I hope so. I, I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, plenty of that. Yeah, I look forward to it. So next week, we're going to come and talk about some of the potential challenges. I'm, I'm sure those are not unique challenges for you. Every sure. coach has some common challenges, and we, I would love to hear with your creativity. How are you going to overcome those challenges and just make your dream happen? All right. I'm game. I'm game to uh, take on this challenge Okay. okay. <laughs> of coming up with how we're going to overcome those challenges. <laughs> Sounds wonderful, Jalen. So we'll continue our conversation next week. Thanks for coming Sounds this week. Good. Thanks, Karen. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.